0: Hello,
1: everyone. Welcome to another episode of One Vision. Joining us on the podcast today are Wade Arnold and Walt Cox from Move. And welcome to you both, gentlemen. Um. So wait, let's start. Um. Can you tell us a little bit more about the company that you co-founded with Robert Smith and your background after building and exiting with Arnold and working on Bilgo and Jack Henry and all of that companies?
2: Sure. Well, first off, thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about something I'm passionate about. So, so thank you for that. Um, you know, the impetus of Move was, was really just seeing a transition in the marketplace from what I consider uh, operations or procedures starting in the branch banking channel and migrating to digital. And so, you take a company like I started Bano that was really you know digital banking platform but but in essence it, it was a self-service channel uh, through digital and if anything ever went wrong what do you do you you walk back into the branch and and what we've seen over the last decade is really that transformation from all processes starting in inside of a branch to all processes starting through the digital channel and in that digital channel now we see you know the extension into uh um, you know platforms and marketplaces where you may not even know what what bank is behind that, and so I think that macro theme is what drove us to start Move, which was building you know financial services protocols um, specifically around retail and commercial banking from the network level. So whether that's FedLine, TCH, or depository services, you know from uh, the cloud up. So starting fresh and not having any limitations and and that's what we're up to at Move.
1: Love that, and uh, and well, jump in a little bit and tell us a little bit about your journey.
0: Um, gosh, uh, well, I think it's you know Brad, Brad and I. I think started having lunches when I was at M Foundry, and uh, I was a lowly inside sales guy <laughs> meeting with the head of online at uh, Mechanics, and then. Um, had an amazing opportunity to jump into strategic alliances at M foundry and help build that out. Um, and then at FIS, uh, got a chance to build some really interesting uh, products on the digital side, uh, some in-app uh, advertising and, and a few other uh, products um, and then had a chance to run payments at a $5 billion credit union credit, credit union and and uh, you know built a peer to peer app. That we presented at NACHA and won a judges award for. Um, We did a card conversion, so we pulled out FIS and Fiserv and put in Visa DPS. That's how I got all this gray hair. Um, It was brutal, and then uh, you know was really attracted to um, Rapid, which uh, is really a pretty amazing idea of putting an API around all of the world's payment processors, Cash. Uh, cards, e-wallets, bank transfers, and had a chance to stand up ISO 20022 in a dozen countries uh, with Citi Link and, and a few other bank integrations. And so as I was at Rapid, I stumbled upon Move. I've been a huge fanboy of Wade for far too long, <laughs> stalking him, whatever he does. Um, and I actually called Wade May of 2019. And I said, hey, what's this thing called Move. uh, I want to license it for Rapid. And he's like, no, no. It's Apache 2. Just use it. And uh, it's awesome. And thank God we had Move. Uh, My Israeli developers loved it. Uh, It was how we kind of learned ACH inside and out Uh, from a developer perspective. It's how we were able to launch a product that could process through our ODFI, through the Fed, clear and settle. Now, we ended up building our own proprietary um, ACH in and out, which was very painful. Um, but you know, in hindsight, you know we would have licensed Move all day long if, if Move was where it's at today, right? Because it was so painful for for Israeli developers and any developers. It's not a knock on Israelis to learn Notcha when you get a five hundred page PDF here. Go figure out comma delimited text files, right? Um, and you know that experience and and talking to Wait again in June, I, I I'm super convinced that the future of finances. Is in around open source and, and what we're up to um so that's a little bit how i got here so
3: so so let's let's dive into that a little bit <clears throat> i i've i've known you probably for a decade plus both of you and um you know i i got the opportunity to listen to to wade's um occasional burst of information and insight uh, as part of the little fintech mafia uh, chat that we started in in uh, twitter uh, i don't know like almost a decade ago and between you know the two of you i would say that you know it's it's like representative of like the good people in fintech and that's why it's like you, know, you just you root for you guys so I want to get into the the product a little bit because I think part of the reason why people, you know, really like what you're doing, uh, is something that you describe on your your site as from from a network up a new financial services technology stack that enables platforms and marketplaces to embed transactional banking into their software and deliver amazing user user experiences. So when Walt and I first talked about it, I said, "What the hell are you doing with Wade?" I, I kind of said, "Well, is it like the GitHub of financial services, like this open source um, way that developers can pretty much just build whatever they want and kind of let the banking stuff slide in the background?" Um, let's talk about that and and what you're enabling people to build, and I want to talk about this community of developers that you're building out as well because that seems to be the secret sauce um, of Move. Talk about that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, thanks for calling us one of the good guys. We. We're trying to do that. I think um, we're passionate about this. Uh, moves at its root, what we wish we would have had um, in our last companies, and and that's really the the um, kind of state of financial services or you know banking as a service is yet another layer on top of typically the the same old providers that um, you know and and that that model allows for lots of areas for things to go wrong and so rather than us trying to do you know a a new you know a new banking as a service company that has every single feature in banking but it's powered by eight or twelve different companies behind it you know we've chosen to go depth over breadth and and really starting with ach was the first piece and but complete and total ach and so what we mean by that is we do everything from the onboarding of the consumer, you know, the underwriting and onboarding of, of the organization that, that really is that ODFI agreement, all the way through uh, the, you know, scheduling, transferring, same-day ACH, reconciliation, exception handling, all the way through to the Federal Reserve. and And the only abstraction we do on top of that is, we don't have to explain to our consumers through our, or to our users through our API that we're using ACH. And that, that's really intentional. Um, so although that's the the payment protocol we have right now, everybody comes back and they say, hey, Wade, I just wanna move money. And maybe I wanna move it faster for a better user experience or slower because of a risk threshold. Maybe I wanna hold period in the middle of that. Um, you know, maybe I need to to uh, um, do this in different ways. So maybe I need a, a reverse wire in to a clearing account, ACHs, RTPs, push to debits going out. And the more payment rails you add, you know, the the harder it is for reconciliation, the harder it is for exception handling. And so that's what we wanted to do. We, we said, hey, let's go open source all these low-level protocols and and build on top of them, you know, a, a payment and stored value system that allows the movement of money to be easier, um, and and also being able to store that that money uh, for consumers without them having to figure out, you know, oh, I want to use wire for this, I want to use RTP for this, I want to use Zelle for this. Um, we'll continue adding more payment modalities, but but really taking that abstraction layer of of uh, making the Making the software developer not needing to know which rail underpins that that action.
1: I, I like that a lot. It seems like that's that's the struggle that we should be able to alleviate people from. Right? They shouldn't have to think about all the all the stuff in the back um, as long as it's being taken care of by you guys. So let's talk about um, the recent news that you had, Um, you guys just raised the $27 Series A, led by A16Z. There seems to be a lot of appetite in venture funding for Banking as a Service. As a matter of fact, I don't think we can actually go by a week without hearing some news. Um, What's different? What's going on? Um, Anything has changed this year? What do you think next year is going to bring? Is this going to continue?
2: I I think it's going to continue. I think what really has changed. So I I started this move idea in in you know, 2014, and um, it kind of fell on deaf ears ears for for a long time. And what has changed is I think there's enough fintech companies that have experienced the pain, or or not fintech companies, fintech uh, developers that have experienced the pain of trying to use a you know, fleet card system to do a digital banking platform, trying to, um, you know, have wire over at one sponsor bank and debit over at a different and ACH and deposits over at a, another one. And boy, that's a hard, a of, lot of hard reconciliation. And, and the root comes down to, you know, no one, no one cares if, if your debit card processor doesn't work, they care that, you know, simple didn't work right. That the, that the prepaid card on simple didn't work. And, and so you fast forward that a decade and now you have all these developers that, that truly do wanna build something new and innovative in a go to market strategy. And they don't want to um, go rebuild on, on the things that they've done uh, over the last decade. And I think that's what's created the market awareness. That's what's created the appetite. I take a, a more macro level on top of that, which is you know 10 years ago, if I was on this podcast, we'd probably be talking about is Starbucks going to become a bank or not. And, you know, now we're obviously we're talking about Google or AWS, but I think all those companies really just wanted a better user experience for their consumers and keeping them inside of their platform and marketplace. And, and so now I don't think it will be uncommon uh, 10 years from now to have 20, 30, 50 different places that you have 20 to $50 like you do Starbucks. Uh, just because that's a better experience, a different way of doing business. So that macro swell is is changing things. Um, I don't think I could come to any VC and say, hey, I, I'm going to reinvent branch banking for the cloud. And they would look at it as a consolidating marketplace. That's, you know, decreasing in size by 3 to 5% annually with deposit concentration into the top 25 banks. Um, probably not a fundable project, but if. If everything's the the Uber of neighborhood lawnmowers or the you know Airbnb of uh you know uh ATV rentals, it, it it's changing, right? And those marketplace uh those marketplaces need payments, uh they need stored value and they, they need payout.
3: So, so let's talk about, you know, some of that competition or at least the way that people should think about that competition. And let's talk about like an example like Stripe, right? So, so they've have have recently launched just about every other component of banking as a service. Um, you know, you could now incorporate a business, you could set up payments, you could do cards, you could issue just about everything. Now they've got treasury services. Um, I, you know, how does Stripe fit into that type of business model? And, and do you look at, you know, what they've recently launched as any sort of competition or, or is it really just validation um, for the way that you guys are thinking about what you're doing at move
2: for for me it's validation and i i think we play at a different layer than stripe and um you know part of raising a big round is is the layer we're going after the underpinning you know to the network layer is is pretty expensive to go rebuild uh, rebuild out to visa decks right to to the uh, federal reserve to tch those those aren't simple um you know 6 month mvb mvp projects in order to do and so what i see with with stripe and what they're up to is uh, i think if your business model fits uh what stripe does you know it's it's like a prefabricated house like if that works for you it's probably the easiest and most cost effective thing for you to for you to go do and you know, good for them to to create that value. They did the same thing in e-commerce. You know, as long as your e-commerce checkout experience matched that of Stripe, um, you know, they were, they were a great partner to have in that, but there were a lot of other, um, you know, checkout experiences. Uh, we think stored value and payments is um, a little bit more complex than just does the merchant acquiring and making merchant acquiring easier. And the use cases that we're running into um, in in the marketplace need more customization. They want to add their own features or fraud or underwriting processes on on top of what we're doing. And in that way, we're just, um, you know, my ongoing joke is we're trying to be the most boring company in fintech. You know, we're going and building out to all of these uh, building blocks that you need, uh, both the protocols to the networks and the primitives uh in order to send and receive payments through them and, and store value um and so i i think they're two different marketplaces you know i i would like to hope that if move was farther along you know stripe would have chosen move um maybe they still will in the future for for some of their bank sponsorship integrations
1: I think I remember that the most boring company in FinTech. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing though, because sometimes the most boring things are the most needed. Might not be the yeah. most sexy, but.
2: <laughs> Which, I, I, yeah, I like to say, like, what are we doing in depository services? Well, you know, you can download what depository services means from the comptroller, and that's the definition of account types that are valid in the United States. Um, We didn't invent those you know we didn't invent ACH we didn't invent wire or RTP or some of the other things we're up to um where we hope to add value and and by the way you know we so much didn't invent them that we open sourced them right so not now you don't have a 500 page pdf you have a reference implementation that runs on any cloud provider and if what moves cells doesn't work feel free to use those libraries and and protocols and go build whatever you want. And, and that's been the fascinating part of the community growth. Um, on I think that you know building a new system for a cloud native world, uh, that's the exciting piece that we're doing. And you know, the unit economics of doing it in the cloud versus a mainframe and in, in a you know raised floor data center somewhere uh, are incredible. So we can't wait to see what people build on top of what we're creating.
1: Yeah, that is indeed um, the, the talk of late. Um, it seems like every single conversation we had is talking about how does the cloud future look like and how does that impact um, what we do and how we do things. So let's let's go a little bit more into it. Um, you talked about your business model um, being open source and how that that's different um, and is necessarily needed for, for the future that we have. What are the plans? to launch and what market do you think you will impact the most? Are we talking about FinTech? Are we talking about community regional bank players? Um, how does that feature look like?
2: Absolutely. So the area we're most excited about is vertical SaaS companies or software companies. Uh, we run into companies that provide the you know, QuickBooks for law offices, and they're processing a billion dollars a month in payments out of their platform. Um, you know, is that a fintech? And you know, they've been in business for a decade. So we keep, continue to run into these marketplace or platform companies that that really want to keep a better user experience, better reconciliation um, from law offices to uh, we've, we found like the Uber of lawnmower services. And no kidding, they do $50 million in payments a year and, and growing like a hockey stick to no Airbnb and rental properties. So they need to accept money, store value, and, and pay people out once once the good is produced. So that marketplace that I, I don't think is FinTech, I, I think it's just commercial businesses um, is what I'm most excited about. And those businesses, you know, really are, are uh, looking to create a better user experience. Uh, but, uh, that's one side of the market the other side of the market is you know community banks are, are and regional banks are pretty good at at working with you know different risk and underwriting procedures um, my ongoing joke with uh banks on why you should be move enabled i say hey you want cheap deposits and non-interest income and they of course say yes and then the catch is well you have to be able to underwrite these these more unique software businesses that that are are really a channel to some of these deposits and and loans and and transactions and so i think it takes both uh we're taking a much different approach um you know i i've been trying to help uh community banks and large financial institutions for my career uh same same is true with walt and so we see this more as a a tri-party agreement where we can bring technology they can bring Risk underwriting, pricing rates, and and a charter. Um, we think that's a better model. So, so let me go
3: back to another a, a question that we kind of asked and, and didn't get as much as I kind of wanted to get out of it. Um, and sure. I'm going to bring Walt back into this one because. Um, you know, he, he's he's a longtime fanboy of Wade, and I think, you know, pretty <laughs> much everybody I talk to kind of is as well. Um, when when I think about, you know, when you guys first started and, you know, was was introduced to your Slack channel and a couple of other things that kind of brought people in, it was, you know, the excitement around the community and that chatter. Um, Walt, one of your roles, you know, you're doing payment strategy, but you're also doing biz dev, right? Because I don't know how big the team is now, but... uh you know, I'm, I'm assuming you'll grow pretty quick to be able to start building and, you know, kind of working on this, but if you keep that biz role, uh, and, and do that sort of BD role and you're building a community, isn't it kind of unfair, you know, that the people are just coming to you for business as opposed to, you know, you actually having to do any work. Like, tell me, tell me about that part of it. (laughs)
0: That that is totally valid. You you Uh, shouldn't, you shouldn't pay him for
3: that part. Wait, let me come on. You're
0: you're ruining my KPIs for 2020 though. I got to tell you. Um, so, uh, you know, you know, biz dev's a fascinating role, right? To me, it's like when someone says they're a project manager, there's like so many disciplines of biz dev and, and I tell Wade all the time. I'm a very bad biz dev guy for move um, because, you know, when you think about where we tie in, um, you know, we, we have a number of ODFI relationships and then we have, you know, three times as many that we're talking to. Right. So on the, on the biz dev side, it's really more around. How are we hooking into the appropriate um, partners that are either consuming what Move is generating, um, and you know running them up through the Fed and, and processing, you know, together as a technology platform plus that licensed party that Wade's talking about through the ODFI, and the other side is there is just so much great um, fintech today that we can leverage that makes life a lot easier when standing up. Uh, you know, financial services plaid is a great example. Uh, so cure is a great example. There's. No shortage of, um. You know, financial services, uh, enablers that really kind of. Move data at a, at a much faster pace than, you know, having God forbid to take a picture of a driver's license and fax it or scan it or, you know, some of the. Terrible practices I've lived through at a financial institution. Right? So. You know, BizDev is fascinating. So so long story short, I don't see BizDev as as being inside of our community. I think our community is is pretty pure in the sense that that's a developer focused. Let's talk about non- non-opinionated standards. Now, the moment someone raises their hand says, you know, I want to talk to Walt, by all means, um, happy to chat. I think that's very different than how we hook into different layers in the financial services. Um, space to really, you know, drive some of the innovation we're talking about.
3: So so when you think about, you know, kind of where things are going, um, one of the things that stood out to me, uh, something Wade put out on Twitter the other day, he said that uh, companies with a digital strategy and st- digital strategy in 2019 uh, renamed it to Open Banking in 2020. Well, now you could just rename it to Banking as a Service in 2021. Um, he said, no worries if they have nothing in common outside of an API and an in internet connection. Well, you know, this has been the story of the last couple of years. Uh, so let's let's put you both on the spot. Um, how is, <laughs> how is I didn't know
2: anyone watched my Twitter feed. Are, are
3: you kidding?
2: You know,
0: people <laughs> now I'm like, responsible for Wade's tweets. That's, uh, the the, the collision,
3: the the collision brothers are just you know on top of it. That, that's all they do is look at Wade's Twitter feed. So so <laughs> let's. How, how is how is banking as a service not just the flavor of the year? I mean, you know, you guys are grizzled veterans and, and I'm looking at a picture of Walt right now. And if you've ever seen Wade, his beard is like, you know, more than Jack Dorsey's, um, you know, grizzled veterans in in payments and infrastructure. And, you know, just what, what's going to happen to baking as a service? Seriously.
0: So, I, you know, I think
3: it's got a tremendous it's it's got a tremendous
0: run rate. I think when you think about um, even if you just remove the top 50 banks for a second, you focus on the small end, right? You know, you you need a lot of folks that need help with their commercial clients, right? And if banking as a service is an API on top of treasury functions, um, there's, there's some run rate, right? There's some value there, uh, whether it's flow funds and better efficiency and, and uh, better webhooks and notifications on money movement. So I I think banking as a service is super interesting. Um, I think, that's just one of the ways in which financial services is evolving, right? It's not the way. It's not the only way. It's just, it's just one of many, right? But go ahead, Wade. You got a better answer.
2: Oh, man. So obviously that tweet was promoted by you know some public company that sent an email that hit my inbox telling how they changed the world. Um, if we replay history, and, and Bradley, you know this better than most you know, digital banking or online banking connected to the core banking system as a admin teller. So you had access to every account. Um, you could transfer money between any accounts. You could delete an account, add an account. And that's why vendor due diligence was always so hard is that any new digital banking provider had to map who the identity of Bradley to the six different accounts on the core system and and access rights around that, right? So uh, that was something that the identity was managed when you walked into a branch, and we went, "Oh, hey, there's Bradley. I know his mom." Um, that's really what Bano and Q two and Malazai and M Foundry did was was this big self service mapping that the teller used to provide or or the phone system used to provide, and and we're still kind of arguing whether or not you know that's that's digital or not, and. On top of that, now all of a sudden, we went, that, that's an API that an iPhone or an Android device connects to in 2008, 2009 is when we should have had that. And But the, the whole relationship was still maybe the, the customer becomes a customer at a branch or, or or whatever, but it's a one-to-one relationship. When you do open banking, all of a sudden, you're it's not just an API that can do those self-service things. It's allowing, you know, 50 or 100 different fintechs to read that data and they have access to that data. So although it's similar data, there's no actions, but totally different entitlements, rights, and permissions for Plaid to consume all of your bank's data. And that that's really now that next layer of of uh, access rights on top of the the apis that existed before and if we do banking as a service you know w- we just took that that model one step further now there's hundreds of people that can take actions not just read they can actually transfer um, they uh so that now they have right access into the system you you don't know if that was actually bradley doing that that may have been you know, Quicken or Mint or or whomever um, that does that action on your behalf. And and then to take that one step further, you know, in every single banking as a service platform, it's no longer just Bradley. It's, it's Bradley LLC, and we're giving banking features and functionality to his customers. So it's the bank's customer's customer is in, in the banking as a service. And so now you have a whole nother layer of entitlements, rights, and permissions, whether or not you can send money, read a certain data field. And so the complexity is exploding. And and that was the root of my joke was, um, you know, these are not the same thing. These are are fundamentally much harder problems because they're exponentially more features in order to enable um, these use cases.
0: And you have to remember, like people making these big decisions in big companies, they're not thinking the way Wade just described it. It's that person issued a card. We need a card program or that person has a wallet. Where's our wallet? Get- Bradley, let's get on this wallet thing. I've heard everyone talking about it. Right. It's like, you know, the the the, the way the bank in the box, the banking as a service, it, it needs to be prescriptive because it has to solve that that problem that's assumed in the market, which is people need access to funds and they need a way to move it. Let's make it simple and do it. Right? And I think what what Wade's talking about is, is a next, it's a far, very, very different level. Right? When you, when you get into roles, permissioning governance. Um, you start really thinking through the problem, like, what am I actually solving? And that that's a whole different. That's a really fun place to be in payments. Right? Um, that's a different animal.
1: I think this is probably one of the first conversations we've had in this podcast in two plus years where I hear people say payments is fun. Um, literally, I, 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 I cannot think of anyone else that. Put that together and, um, and we thank you for the inspiration. I think we're going to call this podcast. This is the way um, based on what you guys just talked about. Um, let's end with this right. Um, What does the future mean for incumbents and startups, given where we're going? What will it look like?
2: So I think why we partnered with Angela Strange and, uh, you know, Peter Levine at Andreessen Horowitz. Angela took a very top-down approach of how she saw the market going from that matched my bottom-up approach as a developer. And then you've got, you know, Peter Levine, who's... Who's you know, was on the board at GitHub. He's pretty pretty knowledgeable when it comes to enterprise software and, and open source. Um, our agreement, and I'll put some words in their mouth, so, you know, add an asterisk, is that, that we think payments and financial services is a great user experience. No different than, you know, in 2000, having a website was a great user experience in 2000. Uh, Ten, having a mobile app was a great user experience. You know, we're starting this next generation in twenty twenty for money movement, and and uh, the store of money is a great user experience. And that that to us is the common theme. And then the other piece of that is, you know, how do you make it so developers can do that in a reliable uh, way? Because it is it is critical infrastructure. It's not a critical differentiator uh, for for the next decade plus to go. Um, because I think every every website's going to have payments, um, you know, and it's not just an e-commerce checkout to buy buy a good, right? These are all platforms that that have communities, uh, have two-sided markets, um, and and we think that that's where the future is heading.
1: Anything else to add, Walt? I see you
2: nodding.
0: No, I, I love uh, I, you know. Angela wrote a an credible article in January of this year. You know, every company is a fintech company, and it's it's really easy to say that and think. Wait a second. So, so everyone's a plaid or a stripe or a a PayPal that that doesn't make sense. Right? But I think what she's really digging into there is that. It's so much more than adding a checkout on your website or, you know, throwing a wallet at something. It's, it's. Hey, you as a business have an incredible amount. uh, Not only is your, is your balance sheet effectuated by payments, but to Wade's point, your, your users and how your customers interact with you. Everything is built around this payment experience and it's so much more than collecting or debiting or, or crediting. And so when you actually dig into that, um, you get into some really fascinating problems that I think um, we're super excited to, to tackle. Both what we're seeing from our open source community is people are just as excited from lots of really interesting companies to, to jump in and, and talk through those problems. So it's pretty exciting.
1: That's cool. Thank you so much for Um, the fantastic, I think I'm going to call it Geek Talk. Um, (laughs) We learned a lot, and it is a good way to start the new year, I believe. So thank you so much, Wade and Walt, for joining us. And thank you all for being part of another episode of One Vision.